Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I am your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Michael Whifford. Hey, hey. So today, we are going to be talking about Shadow and Bone Season 2, Episode 3, titled... Like Calls to Like. Like Calls to Like. Alright, so before we get into it, we're going to give out the typical reminders... If you want to get in contact with the show, you could send us an email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, which is at fantasyrewindpod. And we're on Twitter, too, which is at fantasyrewind. All right. Without any farther delay, let's dive into the rewind. Fantasy Rewind. All right. Dylan, season two, episode three, like calls to like. There was a lot in this episode. Yes, there was. I mean, we didn't... Didn't have as much action, but there was just so much story. Overall impressions for you? Well, my overall impressions, um, they go right to the crows and right to Kaz. And <laughs> thinking about how I called it, how his you did call it. his brother dying is his motivation for wanting revenge against Pekka. And how that didn't really translate over in season one quite as much. Mm-hmm. But... All in all, I thought that this episode has a lot of ramifications for the future. Also, kind of called that relationship between Storm, uh, little Stormy Man, and and uh, Mal and Alina getting a little complicated. But on top of all of that, I think that the thing I am most interested in has to do with the Darkling storyline and how it might transition from the Darkling over into Alina's storyline. Oh, it's definitely going to crisscross, and I think they're going to end up joining up at some point. They have to this season, right? Oh, of course they will. You know what's going to happen. I think in this episode that you're right. The Crows definitely had... it. There was probably more of a focus on them, to be honest. Yeah. But they, them and the Darkwing storylines in this episode were the most intriguing to me. For sure. In terms of what... In, in terms of the overall lore and ramifications for the future story pots and beats yeah so let's just get in here and let's start breaking Mm -hmm. it down with i think maybe the the least important but i don't know the shortest of them all which is focusing on our heart render and her fjordan mateus yeah mateus yeah so this this part was i don't know it was kind of whatever i don't know how to feel about his storyline right now because like he is so pent up and angry, and it, it's not giving me the satisfa- satisfaction I want, and I know it's going to end up in a certain way, probably, but with him, the heart render, you know, reuniting. But at, at, right now, it's just like in this weird place where he's just like, I can't even acknowledge your existence, and she's doing some stupid stuff, and mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Yeah, for me, this it. is definitely my least favorite storyline. So far. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that it gets better as we go on because this is definitely also the storyline that's been pushed the farthest into the background. Yeah. So the fact that we like it the least makes sense because it's getting the least amount of coverage. But I think that with the big takeaways from this storyline in this episode was that the Mateus is a badass. <laughs> we see him just like taking punch after punch, almost oh, like building up. Yeah. Building up his rage well, from the cannibal He, fight like, there. didn't want to fight, right? Yeah. That was kind of his thing. And so he's sort of just, like, I feel like trying to communicate to this guy, like, hey, you can sit here and hit me. It's not going to do much. <laughs> and then he just, like you said, 
it built it's almost like a uh, rage yeah in pokemon where like every hit like they bring it back two times like he brought it back like eight times stronger yeah yeah really taught the cannibal so. a lesson and killed him mm-hmm. and i think that he definitely caught some attention from the fellow uh from the jailers at least who run the fights and everything and you oh, see yeah. that the heart render made a big mistake in the scene calling to him by name and pekka mm-hmm. was there pekka noticed and he's like oh fancy seeing you here you work for me now or i'm going to kill your lover and mm-hmm. so we'll see how that continues in with the crow storyline in the future. Yeah. But as because of right now, now, she's supposed to, yeah. she's supposed to deliver Kaz and right. you're right. It's going to be an interesting sort of like, is she actually going to do it? Is she going to just tell Kaz? Cause Kaz will honestly probably figure it out too. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, he did before she left to go see the Fjordan, Kaz did tell her you're a crow. You're one of us now. And we'll see how much weight that carries, whether, her desire to see Mateus freed outweighs mm-hmm. any sort of loyalty, if any at all, that she feels to Kaz. And I don't see why she really would feel any to him. But I don't either. Outside of like sort of feeling for her, uh, him and Inej. Yeah. Because they also kind of have a similar relationship to her and Mateus, you know, in some senses. In some senses. Not quite as forbidden, but... Oh, no. Let's uh, let's jump right in there, because I think this is a good transition point into talking about the Crows. So why don't you yeah. talk about what your thoughts were on their storyline in this episode? So we kind of, we did get that tension that we were talking about, right, where it sort of, you know, immediately picked up from last episode where they were in the crypt, and Kaz is just sitting there like, oh, like, he has all these different accounts and stuff, and they're all like, dude, you're gambling with our lives. Like, what the heck? And Jasper just... I mean, he gets upset, but he still follows along with Kaz's, like, plan. Mm-hmm. Like, go investigate this. And uh, Willem. William? Uh, I don't remember the new guy's name. <laughs> Explosive Man. <laughs> <laughs> Explosive Man. Uh, Jasper's ex-lover, soon to be new lover. lover. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, love them together, by the way. But um, they they just kind of go along with it. And I, I, I would almost want a flashback, like, where Explodey Man is at, we gotta look up his name my gosh <laughs> i do want to um can i do want to like get a flashback with jasper explaining to him like you know this is why i'm so loyal to kaz maybe he you know got me out of a tight pinch or something and he's always had my back and so now as much as i don't like these moves that we're making and what he's asking me to do I still want, I still have this loyalty to him. You know, it's not just that he hired me and he's paying me. It's there, you know, we have like blood bond almost. And I don't know, because right now it's just like he's following the orders and, you know, no reason why. Like there's no resolution. And even like Inej and Kaz, when they have their moment later on where she's like really upset at him because, you know, you gambled with my life. And I don't even know why. He's like, he he finally lets it out that Pekka killed my brother. And I'm like, really, dude? You couldn't have just told your guys this? Right, like, why is that such a big secret? Yeah, and she's immediately like, okay, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, and we're going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to we're gonna destroy him. And if he, I'm sure if he said the same thing to Jasper, he'd be like, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't think that Inej, Jasper, or Wylan would would fault Kaz at all for wanting revenge for Pekka killing his brother. But here's the thing is will 
we find out that Pekka didn't actually kill his brother. Because how I'm interpreting this is in this episode, you see Kaz's brother, like, gambling with Pekka to on, like, some kind of stock or, like, something to make a bunch of money quick. And it's foreshadowed right that in there where while Kaz's brother is talking with Pekka, working out this deal, Kaz is working with this one little girl off to the side and she's like showing him something and he figures out, hey, wait, it's a trick. It's not real. And she's like, yeah, what would be the fun if it was? And it's kind of foreshadowing right there that whatever Kaz's brother's getting into with Pekka isn't actually real. It's a trick. And so will Pekka have been indirectly responsible for bankrupting Kaz's brother, forcing him into, like, the poor houses where he gets whatever plague he's going to get and dies. Because you yeah. saw that the bodies floating down the river was a sore spot for Kaz when uh, Wylan and Jasper talked about that earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, maybe he didn't directly cause his brother's death, but just used him as kind of a pawn mm-hmm. in his money-making schemes. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. That is interesting. I mean, it, I, it wouldn't be, we couldn't put it past Pekka to actually murder him. Right, right. I could also see his brother going after Pekka for what he did, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't we don't know enough about Cass's brother at this point to, to know if that's something he would do or not, but I wouldn't mm. put it past him either. But we do yeah. see that the big secret that Pekka's hiding is his son at this place and that Wylan and Jasper yeah. go there, find it out. And we find out that Wylan is a beast on the piano and oh, yeah. he can go in there and like dazzle and razzle them all. And you see like the little spark in Jasper's eyes as he's, uh, as he's doing it where he's like, Oh yeah. Former like, lover, wow. maybe new lover, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe more than lover. <laughs> yeah. But you see Jasper also using his metal ability where he's able to fix the yeah. piano wire and be able to like hold up that facade that they're there to fix the piano and everything and mm-hmm. Wyland really does not want to give up this LP Rollins kid to Kaz but Kaz already knows about him he just doesn't know the mm-hmm. name and so I felt like even though promising Wyland he wouldn't tell Kaz about him Jesper's first loyalty is still to Kaz and he does give up the kid's name yeah because he know you know he's he's like <sighs> I, I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. It is, because he's like, he already knows about him. It's not like I yeah. am protecting him by not telling him the name. But by giving him the name, that gives Kaz leverage over Pekka. Right, right. Because if he name drops, oh, what would LP think of this? Pekka might be like, yeah. what? I feel like there's going to be a moment where it's like, if you don't do this, then your son's going to pay the price, pretty much. Then LP and I will have a little chat. Yeah. <laughs> Also, too, we we see Kaz finally, like, we see that he has kind of a dark side to him. Yeah. He is willing to get down and dirty. He can fight. And uh, this is shown when he goes back to the original club he went to in the first episode. The Dregs, I I guess, is what he's referred to. That group of people as. Yes. And he goes there and he's not asking. Well, he's not um, trying to pay for help anymore. He's like, I'm taking help. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, who wants the, to come work with me? Oh, yeah. you're going to try to kill me? Well, guess what? This cane isn't just for walking. <laughs> and he just lets yeah. loose on the, the club there. And I was like, holy cow, Kaz is a badass. Like, that was really cool. Yeah, and Kaz even kind of foreshadows it a little bit by it. Because, like, you, you see him fighting, you're like, where's the limp? And um, he talks about how 
uh, you know, he talks to Inej about finding someone's tell. He even tells her what her tell is. And uh, he's like, you got to look for repeated actions and, you know, everything else. And she's like, well, what's yours? Or yours. And he's like the limp, obviously. And he's like, no, that's the first people look at or people see that. And that's all they think. But that's not the real tell. Mm hmm. And so I'm interested to like what the real tell is. Is it when he moves his cane over to his right hand? I don't know. But <laughs> or is it going to be like his? Is his weakness not his limp? Is his weakness really how much he cares for Inej or the rest of his crew and stuff like that? Probably. That, but the one thing, say. the one problem I had with that scene was the fact that he had to explain to Inej <laughs> like how to tell when someone's going to attack because she is this wraith. She's this really amazing fighter and like stealthy person and he's like oh you gotta wait till he's about to do his tell and then you strike if Inej is as good of a fighter as she's shown herself to be wouldn't you think she would already know that uh yeah i'd agree with that but at the same time maybe she's never analyzed people to that extent right where he does you know, she's just reactionary, like, oh, I see his hand moving, so I'm going to duck. Or, mm-hmm. But if it, like, you take step back, like, what is his weakness or what is his tell? And in this case, with the taxidermist, it's he can't feel pain, and so he doesn't know when to stop. And you get that when she's fighting him right? and ends up killing him. Like, he doesn't know when to quit or doesn't know when to, like, get on his guard. He's just constantly attacking, and so she, like, hams- <laughs> hamstrings Yeah. Him. Basically, she puts him out of his misery and gets him bad. Yeah, yeah, pays him twofold. Yeah, but I feel like I that kind of covers all the crows' action there. I do want to ask you, what do you think Kaz's plans are for those thugs, murderers he got from the dregs? Oh, to go after Pekka, like straight up in a fight, hmm. because those people they don't really seem like they're good for anything other than brute force. And so yeah. I think that Kaz's strategy for them will be to have them go after Pekka in, like, a direct assault while him and the crew go about roundabout way to try and, like, hurt Pekka in a, a more elevated way. Yeah, or maybe he's going to, like you said, but use him to destroy pro- his properties yeah. and things. And... Yeah, use him as, like, breakers or burners or, like, mm-hmm. you know, hired thugs. Yeah, which is what they are, <laughs> effectively. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Crows. Uh, interested to see how that storyline continues moving forward, especially with the Heartrender's uh, choice here, because either she's going to, you know, give up Kaz, or she's going to assist to get give up or to get rid of Pekka Rollins. So I think that the next place we should go is actually to the Darkling. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Bagra, I do want to start off with her and Absolutely. end with her in this. Yeah. She is moved from from prison to prison waterfall prison <laughs> to a metal prison with her hands like in a bar and uh we do find out that <laughs> she calls uh, her jailer a creepy tide caller <laughs> a creepy tide caller which is just hilarious because she is kind of like robotic very in a way creepy because she's so like oh darkling i will do anything yeah, for like, you yeah so enthralled by the darkling yeah we got a lot of really interesting di- like dynamics at this at the this Grisha estate. And I say this Grisha estate because we know that there is a second one now, yeah. There is. So we do see the Grisha splitting into two factions, which is really a fun development here. 
Because you did kind of think all of them were going to be coming to the Darkling, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And so that's really fascinating. You do see that uh, the Tidecallers are sort of putting up this mist to protect the property. And Grisha are coming in and they are looking like all types of just beaten, battered. Mm -hmm. And uh, David finally shows up. I was going to say, he actually came back and I was so surprised because I thought he was going to be dead. (laughs) I was surprised too, but it's not surprising now really uh, what happened in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So I I have some ideas on this. So uh, just for all the listeners here, in this episode we have uh, you know, David returning. We have Jenya. Jenya. Uh, Jenya is, you know, warning David, like, hey, like, we need to leave. Like, the Dark One's kind of messed up. Kind of going and, crazy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, David's like, oh, okay, well, he's right behind you. So let's talk with him and, you know, we'll figure this out later. And, uh, you know, the Darkling gives him the book and wants him to sort of figure out a way to help him. And we learn a bit more about the the bond that was created between the Darkling and uh, Alina or Alana. Alina. Yeah. Alina. Uh, Starkov there. The, the Sun Summoner. Lightbringer. The Sun Summoner. Yes. And that it was an unprecedented. So their connection between dreams and even like what's happening to her, happening to him and it they don't know what it is really and we find out that it's a lot less stronger than you i think yeah yeah like he's legitimately able to transport himself into her presence and affect things around her which is why has all kinds of crazy implications oh yeah and he's just sort of starting to explore this but at the same time if he can go that way then she should be able Mm -hmm. to go in the other direction too turnabout's fair play Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Any takeaways there from that part of it? Yeah, so I think that one of the big pieces that I'm sure we'll touch on here as we continue to talk about the Darkling is the fact that the Darkling wants to use Bagra as an amplifier. Okay, this was just... I, I just sat there for a moment. Me and Alexis were watching, and she's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, averting her eyes, and I was like no way i was like that makes too much sense yeah yeah but at the same time why haven't you harvested how can you use bagra as an amplifier if you haven't killed her too one right right and two that make like why haven't you just been murdering really powerful grisha and using their body real parts why aren't as... you decked out <laughs> in finger bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if this is something you can do and now we know that she is very very powerful and maybe they'll, they'll go into it a little bit more and maybe explain it like, oh, it has to be someone of the same... Same you know, class or power whatever. Power set as yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, considered barbaric and, like, an absolute, like, no-no. Well, you did hear the Darkling say that... Uh, it's like Maripova or Marisova, I forget the guy that wrote the book there, um, mm-hmm. that he was basically considered to be a crazy kook by the end of it all. And he was somebody that started with the finger bones so like it might just be like oh having this much power drives you crazy or yeah like having to go to that extreme to get the power from other folks is considered like you said like a taboo because it's just wrong you know you're you're using another living being yeah 
Hmm, that's interesting. And we didn't learn where he got the finger bones from, did we? We didn't know. That was never mm. brought up. And so maybe maybe too, he that's... went on a dark maybe he went on a dark path where he uh, attacked some Grisha and had like a Grisha necklace of finger bones in the past. And yeah, and maybe the Darkling was he like because he left everything in that journal, and that journal wasn't shared with anyone except I mean the Darkling and David. Yeah, yeah. So maybe only the Darkling knew knew about it, and now his tight inner circle which isn't so tight anymore since david was like okay peace him and him and uh, jenya went for a little stroll yeah and jenya ended up being captured oh and she's definitely still there injured and i'm betting uh he's gonna tell her that david's dead david's dead or that he has him yeah one of those two things will happen to keep you know to To keep her under her her. under his thumb yeah Mm -hmm. but david got away and he got away with the book as we find out so the fact that he is probably heading to alina right now oh yeah definitely it's gonna be interesting to see like what she and her camp of grisha can make of of this yeah now i do think that um jenya is going to connect with bagra and they're gonna either stage a coup or they're going to dip out themselves or something. I feel like they are, you know, because both of them now have been used and abused by, by the Darkling. The Darkling. Oh yeah. And so they, they make them the most sense. And Jenya has a very unique power set where she could turn someone else to look like Bagra. So yes. They could, yes. Exactly. My know, thought. And I'm surprised that she didn't, like, make someone look... Well, she probably didn't think that far ahead, honestly, you know. Right? Like, make her and David look like somebody else so they could, like, inconspicuously slip out. Yeah. But, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It's for that dramatic tension. But that... The whole use of another Grisha's bones as an amplifier is just so fascinating. And I can't wait to hear more of that, hopefully. The implications of that as we go on. Yeah, no, the amplifier piece is something that I feel like you and I don't fully understand quite yet, and I'm hoping we learn mm-hmm. more about it as the series progresses, but very interesting stuff going on there with the Darkling. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our final storyline, which is Alina Starkov, the Sun Summoner. Mm-hmm. So this one was really interesting. Some parts of it were it was interesting. Some parts of it I was kind of like, really? And then other... Uh, <laughs> specifically, when she got... So they... You know, they're going into the fold because she's like, I'm ready. I feel so powerful. Yeah, I knew she was uh, going to fail. I knew she was going to attempt and fail. But I mean, the her failing, well, one, it never looked like she was really doing much. No, no. Outside of like, almost like parting it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's, what she's going to find is that she can make like a part down the middle and like, that's it. <laughs> Which would be pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, that's not what we wanted to do. Now, instead of one We've created two separate, um, you know, folds. But instead, she's, you know, creating this, you know, parting the fold. And as she's doing it, all of a sudden she's getting flashbacks of the Darkwing, like, you're not strong enough to do this and all this. And it's like, really? So is it self-doubt that's holding her back, you think? Or what are your thoughts? Self-doubt and maybe some lingering, just something maybe the connection to the darkling still is tainting it yeah because like i was almost getting like the fact that she couldn't do it without him there meaning that mm. like even though she pried like the amplifier out of him he's still connected to her and the mm. fact that that 
connection was unprecedented before, the implications might be that she can never be at full strength without him being there. Until either he's destroyed. Yeah, until he's destroyed or she, she is. She powers up even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there, the link between them is very interesting because there is so many implications. I also, though, uh, just kind of going back to you talking about parting the fold, I thought mm-hmm. that's what was going to happen. I thought okay. they were going to split it into two sections. Now there'd be two folds. And yeah. um, but I also don't understand why Alina doesn't just like destroy one small section at a time. You know what I mean? Like kind of chip away. Why at does it. she need to be inside of it, right? Yeah, for real. Like just I zap mean, from the outside. <laughs> exactly. Like just because he told you you need to be inside of it? Stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, we, but. The big thing here is Termond, or... Uh, Stormhond. Yeah. Stormhond is... We find out he is actually the Prince of Ravka, which was kind of like... Not a surprise, but a surprise, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, makes sense. At first, when he took off, like, his little uh, cloak, and he had the, the military outfit under there, I'm like, wait, what kind of a con is he working here? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, no con. You're the prince. Okay. Yeah. I was, like, sitting there, I was like, huh. I was like, I knew he was important. Yeah, he's going to be sticking around the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. And so he he's basically uh, says that you know him and Alana Alina. should get married, or propose, at least. Alina should get married or propose, or should you know, get be engaged, engaged, basically. Yeah. So that way she's protected, which makes it, honestly, it makes so much it sense. It makes a lot of sense, to be honest, yeah. And Mal's like, honestly, yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, I'll creepily watch you and another dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, but it, it does make a lot of sense. And for his character, too, like, he's like, this is the best thing for Elena. So I think, you know, obviously we know it's at the episode ends where it's like she shows up at Stormhan's door or the prince's door. And it's like, I've made my decision. It's right? like, we know what your we decision what is, girl. Just say yeah. it. Yeah, we know <laughs> but you're it's going to pick up it. next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like standing. They are really trying to make him the, you know, the third part of this love triangle. They're they're trying to make a love triangle. And I think that it's going to end up happening um, because she talks about it with Mal that she's going to have to make this look real with the prince. And for that to happen, they're going to have to get a little intimate and we'll uh, we'll see if feelings actually start to develop. Because yeah. this is this is pretty much exactly what I thought would happen with Mal, where he's like, oh, he's right on the precipice of being in a relationship with Alina, and then for some reason it's not able to happen, and mm-hmm. like it's always like that will they, won't they, get together type of tension going on there. <sighs> but one... you called it, but like at the same time, yeah, I just don't it buy makes it. Makes me so frustrated because. You know, the prince is like, you know, I completely respect this. I now. like him like, a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. And so it, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts to catch feelings and then puts her into a position where he's like, you know what? I, I actually do like you. I know you got this thing with Mal and I don't want to ruin it. Like, it, you know, this yeah. is your decision. But it is very much reminiscent of Katniss and Peta and and the other dude. Yeah, the other dude. Just like, ugh, I hate that every young adult. (laughs) 
novel has to have a love triangle. Uh, like, can we just get over this? You've they got don't always Bella have and to be Edward and whatever the werewolf guy's name was, too. Yeah. <laughs> At least make them interesting. Like, Jacob, one a girl, yeah. one a guy. Like, then. Right, I don't yeah. Don't do I, don't mean, I don't know. Or don't even do that. Just, like, make it, like, four people. Let's really. Hey, we'll time it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. But before we get out of uh, Alina's storyline here, there are a couple mm-hmm. other things I do want to make sure we highlight. Uh, yeah. The first of which is actually earlier in the episode when the privateer Stormhund um, reveals, oh, this isn't just a ship. It's also a flying ship. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's pretty awesome. That's really cool. He's very innovative. That has become clear a hundredfold. Yeah. And so it made me think earlier on, I was like, is he going to be a secret Grisha of like the creating type, like a Durist or something like that? But I don't think he is. I think he's just really he innovative, really, mm-hmm. uh, really smart and has a lot of these crazy ideas that he's rich enough to try to pursue, kind of like Iron Man. Yeah. Like he's the shadow but- and bone Iron Man. And he sees Grisha not as just, like, a super powerful weapon or something, but a group that you work with. And it's showing what humans and Grisha can do together, right? When they're mutually respected. Right, right. Some of the other things I want to make sure we cover when we're talking about Alina here is Mm. the second enclave of Grisha, though. Yes, very important. So why don't you go ahead and dive in there, Mike? Oh, yeah. So she, uh, sorry, she shows up, you know, they find the second... Uh, conclave there and uh, the prince is the one who sort of brings them to it which is really interesting but we find out that some of her friends are there including her nemesis if you will from the her frenemy from the first uh season and they sort of like patch up and they're like yes we'll join forces not quite ready to call each other friends but we'll form an alliance yeah and so you and they talk about how they're going to be chasing after the firebird and um yeah, it's that's kind of where we're heading now is, you know, she's going to be going for the Firebird and the Darkling is going to be going for the Firebird, which we didn't mention before. So, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to me because I wonder if they're going to do the thing where it's like, oh, OK, so the stag was in Ravka. The Sea mm-hmm. Whip was in Novi Zem. And the Firebird, that's going to either be in Fjorda or in Shuhan. Or, like, you know, the spreading out of the powers. Yeah, I'm thinking Shuhan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Shuhan, 100%. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if there is also a creature in Fjorda when they end up having to go there and and they find out about it or something. A secret fourth one that's barely mentioned in a footnote. Yeah, right? It's going to be a wolf. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, we didn't even talk about that part with with Mateus' storyline, but... He feels yeah. that deep connection to the wolves as part of like his feared and religion and everything. And I wonder if it maybe is something more, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But it, it's going to be interesting because I think either he's going to like kind of almost train those wolves or get those wolves trust. So when they go into the arena, they're going to join him or something, or he's going to use them on the exit out, or he's going to be forced to fight them. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he's going to be forced to fight them. I don't know. I kind of hope one of the other ones because I really don't want to see animal violence. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. We're not trying to watch dog fights. Um, yeah. But so speaking about the rest of Alina's storyline here, uh, the other piece I want to make sure I mention with her is just like how despite, again, um, all the violence that's been going on against the Grisha and everything, the prince seems to be stepping up and trying to put a stop to it 
where he's like, oh, if my brother found you first, like he might kill you or whatever. So you got to yeah. stick with me. We're going to we're going to go together and I'm going to offer you political immunity and try and get these Grisha to like trust me and repair the relationship between Grisha and non Grisha. I forget the I forget the actual term that he uses, but mm-hmm. it's uh it's part of uh like the royalty, the royal family or whatever. Or the term for, like, non-magic, non-Grisha people in the world here. Um, and just, like, the fact that he wants muggles. to... What's that? Muggles. Yeah, muggles. <laughs> the fact that he wants to, like, try to step up and be this uh, this beacon of unity, despite being the second son, the spare, as he refers mm-hmm. to himself as. A uh, little real-world politics going in there. Um, yeah, you see him being worthy of being the prince, of being a king, and I think he'll end up becoming the future king. Absolutely, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me too if uh, his brother ends up getting killed, yeah. probably from the Darkwing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how that all works out. All right, so anything else you want to cover from this episode, or what are your thoughts about future progressions in the story? I like we mentioned before. I think we're definitely going to get Alina and the Darkwing meeting up pretty quickly here. I don't think we're done yet with Bagra, no, David, no, no. Uh, Jenya. I think Jenya is going to be. She honestly may create a resistance of sorts from within the Darkwing's camp or something. From within the Darkwing's yeah. camp, um, I don't think you know him doing whatever he did to her, which I'm assuming pretty much slashed her or whatever with his. He called the his cut Noya. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. his his like Richie Noya or something like that. Yeah. Sounds like something out of an anime. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh but I don't think that's gonna dampen her completely. And if he does say he killed David, I think that's gonna have the unintended effect of making her like, Okay, then I have nothing to live for and I'm going to make sure I destroy you. Yeah. Like, oh, I can heal this or I can make it worse and like makes it so his nose falls off, turn him into like a Voldemort looking <laughs> person. Well, I think her powers, like, we're going to find out, like, she has... They're more powerful she, than she thinks, I'm betting. Yeah, and I think she's only scratching the surface of what she really can do, and she's never really thought of it outside of just, like, outer beauty. Yeah. I'm not sure what all that will entail, but it could be really interesting. Like, maybe it is creating illusions mm. of sorts, um, like, in the air. Yeah, Which I think yeah. would be really fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the story progresses. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, we're almost at the halfway point. Next episode is the middle episode. So we'll yep. see if they get Four to the Firebird in. this season or not. Um, I think they probably will. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, the next next two episodes. Two episodes, <laughs> maybe three. Yeah, yeah. Two, maybe three. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. So we will see you next time. And it's going to be two nerds signing off. See ya. See ya.